Welcome to the latest edition of the AUMI podcast. 2023 is already looking as if environmental, social, and governance standards, or ESG, will be a priority for global shipping. ESG is a broad set of goals which have been adopted globally. In particular, this edition will focus on the Poseidon Principles for Marine Insurance, which established a forward-looking framework to reach net zero. Ayumi is a supporting partner of the PPMI and supports marine insurers and the wider industry's path towards decarbonization. Today, we are joined by Pauline Duvaliers. Pauline is an expert of all things ESG, having joined SCORE as part of the Marine Division in February 2018 and been involved in working out how to engage more sustainably in underwriting. Pauline, welcome to the podcast. First, I'm very happy to be here with you and uh, quite impressed, you know, to participate to IUMI podcast. Um, so I'm Pauline. I felt in the shipping industry um, at the beginning of my career, 15 years ago. So, and I've been very lucky um, for that. So um, first, I worked uh, 10 years uh, for ship owners and ship brokers. And five years ago, I joined SCORE as part of the marine division acting as a non-underwriter for Hull and Builders Risk and being involved since the beginning in how to engage more sustainability in underwriting. This is why I was very enthusiastic when PPMI um, arrived a few, few months ago. And then wishing to be more involved in ESG topic, I joined a few months ago the sustainable insurance team within SCORE in order to yeah, maybe to get to get more involved in this so important ESG topic. For those who need to become more familiar with the Poseidon principles for marine insurance, in a nutshell, what are they? Very good question. In a nutshell, not an easy one, but PPMI is an association who provides a global framework for assessing and disclosing the alignment of RE or insurers, hull uh, and machinery, portfolios with climate goals. And why, in your opinion, are you so supportive of this initiative in particular? And um, why did you get involved? This initiative for us is very, very important. Let me maybe answer in, in three points. First, because we love what we do. I think it's, a, it's a, the case for all people working in the shipping industry. But So yes, we love what we do in the shipping industry. Hell underwriters can't be the only ones doing nothing regarding climate change. It's not possible. When you speak with the ship owners about sustainability, regulation, new technologies, training of the crew, IT development, and so many other topics, it seems all the value chain are already aware of this. So I think we, as Hull underwriters, needed to find a recognized way to better understand ship owners and to better know the asset we insure, really. It's a market move and give SCORE and other reinsurers an opportunity to engage with brokers and insured on EAG. But when you, speak on the, when you speak about EAG, you speak about data, technology, constraints and opportunities. So it's a lot. And of course, it provides a framework needed to measure progress, thanks to the PPMI. Another one, it's because to succeed in decarbonization, we need to be clear, simple and transparent to make it work. And trust me, it's not easy. We need to start small to succeed and to support, and to support decarbonization, sorry, and also to support ship owners doing energy transition. And if I may, it also shows that marine underwriting is ahead of other line of business when you speak about CO2 integrations. And this is really thanks to PPMI. And then 
why we did get involved in PPMI is also because we need to support our own company. You know that the stakeholders of tomorrow are the ones we, you, are trying hard to recruit today. And they are the ones who ask questions about our EHG policy and plans. They are the ones who will not invest in your company if you have not measured EHG impact of your portfolio and if you have not set elections. So the kind of the order of the day at the moment is with you know, decarbonization is basically the assumption that it's going to come through legislative, regulatory, state, you know, international state bodies and stuff. But moving on to the other side of that, why are private sector initiatives so important to meeting these PPI goals? Yeah, you're right. It's a really um, a hot topic today and coming from different uh, horizon. But we need as a private sector to 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 initiate and to be supportive of this kind of initiative. And for score, well, in a very simple way, because we as an individual company can't work alone on this topic. Really, it is such important. Decarbonization of the shipping is such a strategic and complex topic. We can't work on our own, developing our own carbon footprint methodology. Really, it would have, well, it's, it's a nonsense for us. And furthermore, let's dig into a bigger picture. Shipping, like other industries, need to decarbonize because we all have to substantially reduce global greenhouse gas emissions in order to limit the global temperature increase in this century to 1.52 degrees Celsius, like the uh, Paris Agreement uh, is asking for. And wow, what a purpose at the end. Defining all of the necessary and sufficient conditions required to bring about a given long-term outcome and impact are mandatory, really. And to achieve this purpose, sorry, we can rely on three main pillars. First, reduce negative impact and, for example, decarbonize. Then we need and we really need to engage and dialogue with stakeholders. And the third one, pillars, will be to ensure the transition, like developing and supporting new product, for example. This theory of change made of these three pillars is central to understanding the magnitude of the task. And PPMI is a way to achieve this theory. Let me give you three easy examples. PPMI today today offers us a framework of methodology and transparency. And then it will allow us three things. By helping us to measure, we will better understand shipowners' carbon footprint and then help them to decarbonize. Furthermore, by engaging ESG topic with brokers, clients, and of course peers, we will make, it this, we will make this decarbonization topic a market topic. And then, because PPMI have measured the carbon footprint for her portfolio, while the members are aware of the complexity, we need to decarbonize, whereas the number of vessels continue to progress. This is a huge thing to do. And then we need to find a new type of propulsion and to ensure it. This is why we really need to participate as a private company. There is some skepticism in the insurance industry towards these principles for a number of reasons. Um, so what, from your perspective, is the reaction from the insurance industry to PPMI? Well, it will depend if you speak about insurance in global, maybe, or just uh, shipping insurance. But for sure, PPMI is fully in line with the philosophy of larger working groups, such, such as the Net Zero Insurance Alliance, um, that we all speak about a lot about uh, today. 
And SCAR is also a founding member of this Net Zero Insurance Alliance. It's a group of reinsurers and insurers who have committed to transition their underwriting portfolio to net zero greenhouse gas emission by 2050. And trust me, it's a huge commitment. And the first target setting protocol that has just been released a few days ago enables members to individually set the first interim science-based target for underwriting portfolio in line with Paris Agreement. It is really an example of what the industry can achieve through collaboration. So this, and, and at the end, PPMI is a way to adapt NZIA into our, into our whole portfolio. And what are the objections from maritime insurers for not signing up? I think it may vary depending on the company. Um, you, you can have so many different excuses, if I may say like that, when you don't want to, de- to do something more that you already do. So you can have the excuse, but it's not really an excuse because at the end it's a lot of work of data issues, lack of AG ambition maybe, depending on the management. Maybe someone thinks that it's not the insurer role to work on the decarbonization. Maybe it's also because it's too recent and they want to see what is happening. Or maybe they think that insurers won't have a lot of impact on this topic. Well, I really think you can find as many objections that you want if you are not convinced of two things. First, when speaking about shipping, ESG is a related risk factor. When you speak about environment, a speedy vessel, for example, to be on time at port, will consume more fuel and then emit more CO2. By being faster, if a claim happens, it can be very the claim can be worst because of the speed. Then let's have an example on the social aspect. When you have crew tired on board or not well trained to the new technologies on board, for example, of course you will have more claims. And another example for the governance topic. When you have a lack of transparency in the decision process, it will lead to more uncertainty with no clear policies or no clear orders. And of course then we can see that you will have more claims. So this is why it's really important to be convinced that ESG is a related risk factor when you speak about shipping. And then, if we want to be in line with the Paris Agreement, we need to act now. We, we really don't have to lose time. Nothing to lose at the end. Well, so then given the prescience of you know how important this is, what can we do to kind of encourage more marine insurers to sign up to it? (laughs) Well, it is our responsibility as PPMI members to engage and to convince them to join by sharing our experience, for example, by doing this podcast with you, and also to share the added value it brings. I have been lucky and I participated to IOMI conference in Chicago last uh, few months ago. And as I said in Chicago during IUMI conference, we won't hide that PPMI is not a fairy tale, for sure. It is work, it is a lot of work, it is meetings, it is data issues. But well, nevertheless, engaging score in PPMI has been an incredible transversal teamwork. To be honest, we didn't speak about top line, premium, underwriting ratio. No, really, we just spoke about score values, score raison d'être, 
and what we like as Hollander writers. Risk, shipping, people, and future. It has been a discussion with treaties, facultatives, ESG, communication, and strategy teams. How many projects do you know inside your own companies that can engage so many and different talents in the same project? So, yes, really, I think it's our role as members to, to engage and to discuss with other marine insurers to sign up. The more the, more the merrier, as you say in English. And how are you persuading companies to join? I would say that the shipping industry underpins everything in our modern world. Again, we need to come back to the fundamentals. Enabling supply chain to operate smoothly and having a direct impact on economies around the world. That is the shipping industry. But with climate change accelerating, systematic change must be made to ensure the sustainability of the industry and the societies that rely upon it. So there are two big targets, basically, that signatories are committed to. Uh, one is the 50% reduction of CO2 emissions by 2050 compared to 2008. Um, and the other is a full 100% reduction by 2050 of, of emissions by 2050. Um, what targets and achievements have been hit so far since the introduction um, in 2021? A lot. When we, when we think about all the things we have done in the, next, in, the, sorry, in the last months. When you are a PPMI member, you have the cat following commitments. And in fact, these targets are in, a, are in full, sorry, these targets are full of, of achievements. The first target is assessment. SCORE has measured the carbon intensity and assessed climate alignment of its oil and machinery portfolio using methodology provided by PPMI and consistent with regulation and NZIA commitment. For that, you need to clean out data. It's a really important job. Linked it to a proper leader, with a proper share, with a correct IMO number, and the dead weight. Don't laugh, it's really not a piece of cake. Then you have the accountability assessment. For each step of this assessment, we have exclusively relied on data identified in the technical guidance. We are not all carbon specialists, so you need to understand the methodology and process. This is one of the big achievements. Then you have the enforcement. For that, we have worked with peers to collect and process the information needed, respecting antitrust rules. Then you have the transparency aspect. Our climate alignment, has been, sorry, our climate alignment score has been published and will be published on an annual basis starting last week. So, yeah, to achieve all that, all these targets, it has been a lot of work and a lot of teamwork. And when you know that shipping is an old lady with old processes, we can really see that as a great achievement to have been able to publish our climate alignment. So the PPMI has just published its report to disclose the climate alignment of the signatories' hull and machinery portfolios. Um, what are the key takeaways and main observations from this? Well, to be transparent, maybe the main one today is the difficulty of collecting information through the value chain and underline the importance of doing so. Um, the collection of data has really not been easy. Then... The next step would be, or at least what we have um, observed 
during the process is the importance to enlarge the scope by including more insurers in order to have access to more data. Then, of course, but everything is linked to that. It's the importance of engaging with ship owners and convince them to share the data. Because if they don't share the data, we won't have access and we won't be able to work on decarbonization. And for sure, and for sure then, the last takeaway would be that we need to measure for more than one year to learn and then to help to decarbonize. So how do you see the decarbonization journey of the PPMI signatories evolving, um, given all this? You know, what's the trajectory? What can we expect in the future? It's a long journey, if I may say like that. We can see it like a marathon. You will have the long distance objective, so it will be quite long. First deadline is 2050, but it is tomorrow when speaking about a vessel lifetime. And for that, for this long distance objective, company ambition will be key to support PPMI and all the action done by the teams. Then in a marathon, we, you also have pleasant moment, good momentum with incentives coming from new technologies, government involvement to help, ship owners acting as leaders, perfect. But for sure, during a, mar during a marathon, you will have some cramps due, due to tiredness, difficulty to reach short-term objectives and to find solutions to achieve decarbonization. But during a marathon, you always have stand-stop to retrieve forces. There can be meetings, discussion with stakeholders. This discussion will be really key to move on on, on this decarbonization journey. So in terms of the principles and the directive itself. Um, how do you expect to see the PPMI to develop over time? Um, will you continue to focus on decarbonization or could the scope be expanded to other ESG issues? That's an interesting one, but not so easy to answer. Maybe we can see it on two aspects. The short term first, PPMI today has allowed uh, marine industry, this old lady, to be the first line of business to disclose its carbon footprints and provides a global framework for responsible marine insurance. This is very important, and this is a market move. PPMI gives us a beautiful opportunity to engage with brokers and insured on ESG, data, technology, constraints and opportunities, as I said, and really this is quite unique. On the long term, to be honest, I don't really can answer because PPMI is linked also today to the PP, the principal principles for the banks. So I won't be able to answer today. Um, but for sure, PPMI, I think, will grow by engaging other um, insurers, by engaging more banks for the bank aspect. Um, and then the more we are, the more we can have a larger scope, spoke about, speak about data and develop uh, new tools. Nevertheless, we other market needs this kind of transversal organization to help us to find solutions to develop our market in a good way for our planet and the next generations. PPMI would be the perfect place to also talk about social and governance topics. Everything is linked at the end when you speak about ESG. So if you've got, you kind of, you've got this division in the world, right? So you've got countries which are already developed and they've got the infrastructure to introduce as much green stuff as they want. And then you've got countries which their their main focus at the moment tends to be more about poverty alleviation and development. How do you kind of bridge that gap between countries that are not centering or maybe don't have the means to center PPMI and ESG priorities 
um, what can you do to kind of, you know, unravel that divide? Yeah, bridge the gap. This is, I think, key when you speak with an insurer. Um, I think it will be essential to, to realize, as you say, that you have different speed um, when you speak about ESG. Of course, you have this geographical split, but even if you don't speak about, if you take another split, it can be when you speak with a larger ship owner or a smaller one. Well, the issue is not the same when you have to, to, to update a vessel with a new technology. The cost is not the same when you own one vessel or 100 and you, when you are supported by the banks or you are not. So you're right, there is a huge discrepancy in the world uh, on the economical situation and the ESG views. And this is why I do think that uh, being part of PPMI, being part of a working group speaking about ESG altogether is a way to help the transition and the energy transition and to help the ship owners to find solutions, to share with them the output uh, of other ship owners, really to, to create like a market discussion and to identify the needs and maybe then to involve more the banks or the funds um, to help some ship owners that would need. It's, we don't, I think that we really need to avoid to leave someone uh, behind. We need to engage at different speed for sure, but we all need to go in the same direction as a market and again, as working together, really this team, this team aspect is key when you speak about ESG. This is why we can't work alone. This is why as an underwriter, I can't work alone. I need to work with other, other people in my company, other people in other company, other stakeholders. It's really a transversal topic. Thanks for coming on the IUMEI, Pauline. It's been great to have you. Thank you very much. It has been a pleasure for me to participate and to share about PPMI. And please, for the, the ones that are not members of PPMI, don't hesitate to ask us questions and to, to engage with us. It's a great, great journey. The first annual disclosure report was published by PPMI last month. You can access this on their website, www.posidonprinciples.org. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please listen to some of our other recent editions, which include discussions on sanctions and an interview with IUMI President Frederick Deneflin. Goodbye.